McDonald with Brookline PR. I'm back with episode three with Brookline's podcast, Beyond PR. And I'm here with a really amazing guest. And before I introduce this awesome person, I just want to put out that a, a very interesting disclaimer that I cannot cook, do not cook, and I'm a terrible cook. So this is why I appreciate this person so much more and what she does in our city. I'd like to introduce everyone to Connie D'Souza. Connie, welcome. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me. So obviously, I think foodies in the city and across the country know you very well. And uh, obviously, you've just launched a new restaurant. But I really got to know you on Brookline's International Women's Day video that we did together. Tell me about that day for you. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. Um, When you uh, messaged me, I read the email and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like I checked my calendar immediately and I was like, I have to do this. I have to like open up my schedule to make sure that I can be a part of this because it was so cool. And thanks so much for thinking of me for for doing the video. Um, But a lot of people don't know that I have a background in dance. I studied ballet for about 15 years before I became a chef. Yeah. So I was like completely in my element. And I thought it was so cool that you let me bring um, my daughter Annabella into the shoot because she is now um, or has now recently taken up dance and she loves to perform. She loves the stage. And so she like absolutely was like in her element as well. And then when we got to watch it together um, after it had gone um, to editing, it was so fun to be able to watch that with her and just like seeing her face light up when she saw herself on TV. Oh, awesome. And, you know, we had such a fun time with you and Annabelle and all the other kids that were able to participate. So stay tuned for more on that video and we'll keep you posted on what we're going to do next. But speaking of your your dance experience, I obviously was reading much about, you know, your background and you talk about having the the dance background, but also being in the kitchen with your mom and watching old, you know, cooking shows and really finding that interesting and loving it. And I can tell you that growing up, I also watched old cooking shows with my mom and, and was in the kitchen with her, but I obviously did not come out in the way that you did. So why take that path? Why that and not dance? Um, well, I think it, in every dance studio, there's only one prima ballerina and principal dancer. And I was never that dancer. And I knew I was not going to be that dancer, no matter how much I love to dance. Um, I just, I wouldn't say that I didn't have the natural um, kind of like technique and turnout. I I did have to work really hard for it, but um, that just wasn't my calling. And growing up with two amazing cooks for parents, my dad, Portuguese and my mom, Irish Canadian, um, they both loved to cook and instilled that in me at a very young age. And Um, I don't know. I just like, I knew when I was in high school, I took a course called food um, that was kind of like home ec, but it didn't have the sewing. And it taught us about like the Canadian food guide and menu planning. And we got to cook in that class as well. And most of the kids that took that class were kind of just taking it for the credits, but I truly loved it. And I would often study more for my food classes than I would for my academics, which isn't a good thing. And I'm not telling anybody to do that. (laughs) But I just, I fell in love with it. And I knew like immediately right out of high school that I was, I wanted to be a chef. And we have a great culinary school in the city um, at the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology at State. Um, And the program has only gotten better the past, in the past 10 years. And 
they um, they do such a great job. And when I took it, it was only a one year program, but they recently extended it to two years with a uh, mandatory internship, which I think is so great for the program. And yeah, no, I just I loved it, and I feel very fortunate that I knew what I wanted to do with with my career and with my life at a really young age. Because I think a lot of people. Um, even in their later years, are still looking for their calling. So I feel really blessed that I knew really young and that I get to live and work my passion every single day. Yeah, I often say to people, love what you do and, you know, success will come. But going back to your parents, were they surprised at your uh, journey into uh, the culinary industry or was it any kind of surprise that you didn't follow that dance path? Um, my, I would have to say both my parents were supportive, but my dad especially didn't want me to be a chef. He actually wanted me to be a flight attendant (laughs) of all things, which would have been a really cool, fun job. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Because I think because, um, in his childhood, he didn't get to travel and, um, I really didn't get to either until my teens. My um, dad's sister is a travel agent and um, she would book in my like early teens. She started booking family vacations for all of his seven brothers and sisters and their families. And so we got like pretty steep discount discounts because she um, worked at an agency. But um, so he wanted that for me. And I think he just found passion and travel and, and really wanted me to be able to, to explore that in, in some other way. Um, but it's funny. And I always remind him that he um, didn't want me to be a chef. Um, but when I, in my early years of, um, of cooking, I had the opportunity to um, compete and I, I used to um, cook in various cooking competitions and some of them took me all over the world. And um, in my early 20s, I, I took my parents to, to some of the competitions. So I was like, see, Dad, I still get to travel being a chef. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And doing what you love, which is awesome. So you knew your calling at a very young age. And often people will ask me, Shauna, did you know that you were going to open your own business? And I knew that I always wanted to. Did you know that that was what you were going to do? Or did that take us some time to get there? I didn't um, ever imagine that I was going to have my own restaurant and um, and be successful with it. I, I knew that I, I wanted to cook and that I wanted to be a chef. And early on in my career, I, I thought that I was just going to like be the chef. I worked in hotels early on, and so I thought I was going to be the chef of a, a big hotel. And I, I couldn't even like dream of what I have today. But when I met my, who's now my co-chef and business partner, John, was right out of culinary school. Um, he was working at the Owl's Nest in, in Calgary. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast who live in the city will remember the Owl's Nest. I it do. Was, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, it was like the premier culinary French fine dining restaurant in the city. Um, and it was at the Weston Hotel. And so I met John like right out of culinary school. He hired me. He was the chef there um, and took me on as his um, apprentice. After working with John for uh, many, many years, um, we always had said if we were going to open our own restaurant, then we would do it together. And um, our careers took us to San Francisco 
we opened up the St. Regis Hotel in San Francisco and ran their, uh, actually had the opportunity to run their fine dining breakfast restaurant of all things. We concepted Char Cut from San Francisco and uh, we knew that we probably about two years in that we were going to do our own thing and concepting a restaurant in a city like San Francisco where there's so many amazing restaurants and you have all of this like R&D at your at your disposal was probably like the best place to do it. No kidding. So so you 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 have this concept, you know that you want to launch in a restaurant. Why Calgary? Well, you know, at the time we I didn't have my green card. John and his wife Carrie, who's also um, in the business with us, she was practicing law at the time in Palo Alto. They um, were fortunate to be able to get their green card. We, of course, would have loved to put up a restaurant in San Francisco or, or anywhere in the United States, for that matter, as as a chef and and kind of like just to kind of feed our chef egos. That would be an incredible opportunity. But being born and raised Calgarian myself, um, John and his wife Carrie lived in Calgary for about 10 years before working abroad. So they knew the city. We knew the demographic really well. Calgary just felt like the right place at the right time 10 years ago. And it was in 2009. And it was um, right around the big boom, um, but then right around also the huge recession that Mm -hmm. fell right after that. And we saw that as an opportunity for us to to come back to um, a city and a demographic that we knew so well, but also a city that had so much potential and so much um, growth in terms of the culinary scene where there, Calgary wasn't recognized 10 years ago for, for being the culinary destination that it is now. And we, we really saw an opportunity to, to be a part of that and collectively with other chefs in the city help shape that. And it was the perfect time to build a restaurant because we did end up building in the recession and we got all of our um, contracting for pretty cheap. <laughs> Smart so, move. Um, mm-hmm. Really happy that we chose Calgary and we wouldn't have done it any other way. So there's Char Cut, there's Char Bar, and now there's Chicks. Talk to me about Chicks. So Chicks Egg Shop. Before we concepted Char Cut, I think I'd mentioned that we were working at the St. Regis Hotel. Yes. I was running the most fantastic, fine dining of all things breakfast restaurant that, that I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. We even served a muse bouche for breakfast. So this tells you like that it was just like a kind of a crazy um, dining experience. And I just you have to forgive breakfast. me, Connie. Remember, I can't cook. So you have to tell right. me what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to a fancy restaurant, sometimes they'll start you with something like off the menu. And it's just kind of a little treat to kind of like wet your palate, the the French would say. Okay. Um, and so we did, this is usually, you would usually only experience this amuse-bouche um, at a dinner restaurant. But we said, why, why isn't anybody doing it for breakfast? And so it was a fun like little way for our, um, the chefs to be creative and to, to come up with something that wasn't on the menu. But just a little treat that you get before before you start your meal. And the breakfast that we served at Vitrine was usually done in courses. So like you would get at a fine dining dinner restaurant, we would course out your breakfast and do like small, small, small plates of different courses for breakfast, which is kind of unheard of because people don't normally 
eat like that for breakfast, but it's not uncommon to eat like that for dinner. And so we were concepting a breakfast restaurant, of all things, before we came up with the idea to do char cut. And we called it 64 Degrees. <laughs> and okay. chefs will know that 64 Degrees is the perfect temperature to sous vide an egg. And sous vide is um, like a uh, fancy like cooking technique. Thank um, you for that. that. that chefs use. Yeah. <laughs> it's a super geeky chef term. Um, but really it kind of goes back to like boil a bag and in the seventies, it's basically just like cooking something immersed in water. I think and I know how to came, do that actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we came up with this concept and we had concepted an entire breakfast restaurant. And so that's what we thought we were going to open. And one of the things we loved about San Francisco was that the neighborhood restaurants are the places that, that people flock to and everybody has their own like little neighborhood destination. And that's what we wanted to do in Calgary. But as you know, I mean, it's getting a little bit better in Calgary, but as you know, most of the restaurants that people flock to are either somewhere downtown in the core in the Beltline not a lot of neighborhoods have destination restaurants. Exactly. And so we quickly discovered that our little kind of breakfast restaurant wasn't wasn't going to work. So I'm really excited that we were finally able to bring to life a breakfast restaurant to Calgary because we it's something that is like really near and dear to us and we, we always wanted to do it. But Chick's Egg Shop is very different than the restaurant that we concepted 10 years ago, 64 Degrees. It's much more casual. Um, it's counter service, which is, I think, a concept that you're going to see popping up a lot in Calgary. It's basically like when you come into the restaurant, you order at the counter, we give you a number, and then you bring the number to your table, and we bring your food and your beverage to your table. So we're kind of elim eliminating a lot of that front of house element. Right. And it's been a really successful concept for us, especially with like a super low overhead. Um, a lot of people know that mar the margins in restaurants are really low and um, our average check is really low at, um, at Chick's Egg Shop. So it's a lot easier to manage than, than our other places. And I think a lot of restaurants are, are going to, you're going to see a lot more places like this popping up. And correct me if I'm wrong, did you not give a bit of a tribute to your mom with checks? We did, yeah. Um, and so along with John and Carrie, our moms were our inspiration for the restaurant. Because when you think of breakfast, you think of like your family and, and your mom cooking for you. And so we wanted to, to pay homage to that. And so um, Connie Young designed um, our, our restaurant space. She's a local designer. And our graphic designer's daughter, and we gave them images of our moms in their in their 20s, and they made these like really cool Andy Warhol style like pop up art portraits for them, and then they also turned it into wallpaper. I've seen and it, so, yeah, yeah, super cool. So yeah, it's nice that we were able to pay respect to them. So Charbar Charcut Chicks is 64 degrees going to be something next? What's next for Connie? Um, you know what? I don't know. We, I, I feel like because of the recent success with Chick's Egg Shop that we, we kind of want to do something along those lines again. We're partners with Le Germain and, and, and Alt and they're expanding their brands all over Canada. And I really feel that 
the chicks egg shop concept works really well for the Alps Hotel. So we might we might open more more of them in in different cities or or more in Calgary. We'll see. So that was one of my questions because I often get asked with Brookline. You know, you you're well established in Calgary. What's next? So we've moved into Edmonton. We're venturing into Toronto. So that was exactly where I was going to go with you. Is you've obviously been a tremendous success in this city so perhaps new cities after this perhaps but <laughs> the idea of even like going to Edmonton scares me so much because it's just we're we're very hands-on um as restaurateurs and the idea of like having to to leave Annabella and and like go to a different city to manage the restaurant is is terrifying to me we actually have um a brewery that we're working on in Bray Creek um, and it's a brewery slash boutique hotel slash restaurant and even what's Bray Creek like 25 minutes outside of the city like like that scares me so (laughs) I don't know maybe one day but ideally we would we would like to keep the the brand close to home. (laughs) So you talk about Annabella and you talk about, you know, being away from her. And and again, as an entrepreneur myself, I'm asked all the time, how do you balance? And I often say, you know, I don't often find balance. Balance finds me. It's really uh, a give and take game. How do you go about it? You know, looking back on even, well, my daughter is five, so probably like seven or eight years ago, we opened Chark at almost 10 years ago. And at the time, having a family in my industry was kind of unheard of. Like it was most people that that were able to have families ended up having to to leave the industry to do it. Right. And um, when my business partners, John and Carrie had their first, and we saw that they could do it, and they actually made it work with the hours that we worked. I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I could, I, I can have a family. And so I feel like I put it off and for so many years. And then when I saw that they were able to do it, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I could do this. And so when I finally kind of made the decision to start trying and, and had Annabella, everybody else in our company uh, started having kids and we kind of started this trend I guess of, of having a family in our company and at one point we used to say don't drink the water at Charcut because <laughs> you'll get pregnant <laughs> um, and it was a running joke for a long time but I think I I don't know if I would say that the balance found me because we did have to to work hard at it and I'm I'm separated now so I'm a single mom and there's no way that I would be able to do it without um, my nanny. <laughs> she she lives with us, and I often call her my my guardian angel because she came into our life when when I needed it the most. But I do I noticed um, this year with with Chick's Egg Shop, Annabella's five this year that this was the first time Annabella has ever noticed that mommy works a lot, and she. She said it to me a few weeks ago and she's since then she's been asking when when we get to have our full day together because I used to take Sunday Mondays off and I haven't been able to since we opened the restaurant but that really hit home hard and quite frankly broke my heart and that's when I knew that I that I needed to to kind of step back a bit from the restaurant the restaurant's doing well enough now that I don't have to be there 24 7 
and and really kind of pay attention to that and um, find the balance again. It's interesting when others say, you know what, Shauna, you know, you're working so hard. But when you hear your child say, hey, mom, I haven't seen you. Are you going to Edmonton again? It kind of hits home so much more. So I understand that completely. Um, You know, I had Jocelyn Laidlaw, CTV news anchor on our last episode. And we talked about being a career woman, no matter industry that you're in, but having kids certainly changing us and changing us for in, in a good way in terms of being a leader and being a business person. How, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, like I said, I, I feel like I put it off for, for so many years. And um, I mean, I, I'm 38 and, and I, I feel like if I, if I wanted to, I, I, still have the opportunity to have more kids. I'm not going to though, <laughs> but I, I just feel like there's kind of like this stigma or there was a stigma in our industry that we can't have families because of the hours that we work. And I'm here to tell you that you can, and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't, or don't ever think that you've chosen a career that is going to prevent you from having a family because having kids is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And she brings like so much light and so much joy to my life that I can't imagine life without her now. And I'm proud to say that we have a company that supports having families and family comes first, no matter what. And that's something that we, I will preach to the end of day and, and that we do as a company. I love it. Speaking of family, um, yeah, Brookline's having our annual barbecue on Friday. So if you want to come be our family chef on Friday, Connie, <laughs> that would be awesome. I think everyone would be blown away. I know I'm only kidding. Um, how I want to certainly wrap up this podcast episode is, as you know, we talked about the International Women's Day video, Girls Like You, but it was all around Brookline's theme about being different and encouraging people to be different. What, how, what makes you different and how do you define being different? You know, I think different. I think being different is cool because I can remember growing up, I spent so much time always trying to fit in and fit in with kind of like the cool crowd. And I was always worried about what to say and what not to say and what to wear and what not to wear. And I just wish that I could go back and tell my younger self that it's different. That's cool. It's not like trying to fit in and and be the norm is what's cool. It's, it's being different is what gets you noticed. And I, I just wished that I knew that back when I was younger and that I, I kind of guess that I needed to the years of, of age and maturity to build the confidence to be where I am now. But I, I really wish that I could go back and, and tell myself that so that I wasn't so worried about fitting in all the time. I love it. And even something to talk about with Annabella and, and others, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Connie, thank you so much. I know that Annabella's little tummy is probably getting hungry. So I appreciate <laughs> so much you being and taking part in our podcast. And uh, definitely the Brookline team is coming to Chicks probably next week. So we'll see you there. Okay. Awesome. And thanks so much for having me on. I I love the podcast and I listened to the the first two episodes and I think it's just really inspiring for women and, and I can't wait to hear more of them. Oh, thanks, Connie. We'll see you soon.